Hey guys, this is Aista, and you're tuned in to Daughters of a King podcast. All right. Hey y'all. So welcome to episode nine this week. It's titled fixing that attitude with gratitude. I'm so happy that you guys are here and that you decided to listen to this week's message. I hope this message today blesses you just as much as it has blessed me. Sorry if I may sound like a little bit weird. It's because I'm not sitting and recording in the same place that I normally do. Um, I mean, it shouldn't make that much of a difference. But if you guys hear a difference, then that, that'll be why. Uh, I usually sit on my kitchen island and record. But I don't feel like sitting there. I feel like sitting on the couch, um, you know, in a blanket. It's raining, like I am just in a super chill mood right now. So I set up my uh, microphone like it's literally on top of my laptop. So yeah, I hope it doesn't bother you guys if it sounds, you know, way different. But yeah, so let's just get started. So in today's episode, um, if you can't tell from the title, I'll be talking about gratitude, which of course is right on time because, you know, we're kind of in that Thanksgiving season. Um, But I wanted to talk about how being grateful can shift your attitude and your thinking. And I'll be referencing some verses um, in the Word of God, of course, uh, that talk about gratitude and praising the Lord. Um, I'm also going to be talking about the story of Hannah and Samuel. Um, But really quick, I want to give you guys some like background information about like why Hannah and Samuel. So, um... So basically, I just finished reading um, the book of Acts like last week. Um, But as I was reading it, there's um, a verse that stood out to me, which led me into kind of like studying um, a certain a certain vow. So um, I was reading Acts chapter 18. And once I read verse 18, it like kind of struck my interest. And I was like, hmm, what is you know, what does this mean? So um, it says, after this, Paul stayed many days longer and then took leave of the brothers and set sail for Syria and with him Priscilla and Aquila or Aquila at Centuriae. He had cut his hair for he was under a vow. So when I read that, I was like, a vow. I'm like, what kind of vow did he take? Like that had to do with his hair, you know? So then, you know, I looked up the verse and then um, I found something about a Nazarite vow. And I was like, Nazarite vow, like, what does that, what does that mean? And thankfully, <laughs> uh, the best part about the Bible is you can find the answers in the Bible. So <laughs> there's literally a chapter in Numbers. It's number six, which literally talks all about the Nazarite vow. So during this whole study, I learned that um, there were three men in the Bible who also um, kind of did this kind of vow. So um, the three men were Samson, Samuel, and John the Baptist. So then, keep that in mind, okay? So then, boom. I'm like scrolling through social media one day, and for some reason, the name like Hannah pops in my head, which sounds like really weird, but that's because it was. Because <laughs> I'm like, why am I thinking about that name? Like, I, d- I don't understand. Like, where did I see that? Why is that in my head? And, um, so yeah, it was just kind of like ingrained in my brain for some reason. And so I just kind of like ignored it a little bit. So, um, so there's that. Okay. And then 
Another thing is that lately I've been like feeling a lot of compassion, um, more than I normally do towards, um, a very specific group of people, um, which is women that are dealing with infertility issues or miscarriages or that have just recently lost an infant, um, just more than usual, you know, um, that's my prayer burden right now is that I'm just focused on that. I'm focused on, um, you know, cause you know, I can't imagine I've never tried to conceive myself. Right. Um, so it's not something that I've personally went through, but just these past few weeks, well, not these past few weeks, literally like a week ago, <laughs> um, to now, like I've had this burden where I'm just like, wow, like I need to pray for these women. Like it's happening to so many women. And I feel like it's very common now, you know, um, for someone to have a miscarriage. I, I mean, it's always been common, but I feel like now women probably feel more comfortable talking about it. So maybe that's why it's just more like exposed. Um, but yeah, so that's that, right? So let's go back to the name, Hannah. So I finally decide, okay, I'm just going to look up who Hannah is in the Bible. Never read for Samuel, never knew anything about her. I look it up, come to find out she struggled to have a baby. Okay. She was, a, she was barren. She was married. Um, and she was barren. She, you know, couldn't have any children. She ended up, this is long story short. I'll go more into the story later on, but she prayed for her son and she vowed to the Lord that, you know, she wouldn't cut his hair. And that had me shook when I read that because, and this was just a little summary, right? So I still haven't read the actual story at this, at this point. I was like, wait, she made the same vow that I just read about, you know, like a few days ago that Paul did. And that had me like, whoa, okay, there's something going on here. And then also, um, just feeling that burden towards, um, you know, praying for that specific group of women that are going through that specific struggle, you know? Um, so yeah, it was, I just wanted to kind of give background as to why this story in particular, right? Cause there's so many people in the Bible that have gone through things that, you know, praise the Lord after and showed Thanksgiving and were grateful. Um, but Hannah is somebody that is really speaking to me right now. Um, and like I said, everything um, that I've been reading or that I've been seeing has been connected to her, <laughs> really. Um, so I just feel like the Lord is, you know, just trying to get me to focus on that specific group of women, pray for those women, um, for more faith and courage for those women, because, you know, I, I truly can't imagine, you know, and it's really heartbreaking and children are a blessing onto the Lord. So I know that, um, you know, of course, either way, he should be glorified regardless of what you're going through. But sometimes, you know, there's just I'm not trying to sound cliche, but there's a reason for everything, right? Can't question God's sovereignty. But yeah, so that's just a little bit of background. <laughs> so with all that being said, I'm going to start off by praying. So that way, when we go into the rest of the show, my words are Holy Spirit led. Okay. 
So Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this day, Father. I thank you for waking me up this morning and also the people that are listening, Father God. I pray that you'll give them ears to hear, Father. I pray that they will come to you um, with repentance and with gratitude and thank you for the things that you have done for them and the things that you have delivered them from and the things that you have provided for them, Father. We thank you for being our provider. We thank you for being our great physician. We thank you for just being our great teacher, Father God. You do so much for all of us here on this earth and you love those Even those that do not love you, Father, you still love them. And Lord, I just thank you so much for your mercy and for your grace that you show me and all of your children each and every day, Father. We bless you, we honor you, and we praise your name. I pray this in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. Okay. So, of course, we got to start off with what is gratitude? What is gratitude? So, gratitude, by definition, is the quality of being thankful Readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. Um, In the Greek, I don't know if I want to say it right. I always say this all the time. I should probably look at the pronunciations before I even do this, but I just don't. Um, But it's eucharistia, uh, which means thankfulness and giving of thanks. And then there's also a Hebrew term for gratitude, which is hakarat hatov, which literally translates to recognizing the good so one thing that always that I always think about when it comes to gratitude is that gratitude is a choice like you have to choose to be grateful you have to choose to count your blessings and to think about the things that you're grateful for because of our nature our human nature we're so sinful we're so selfish we're so like just always focused on the negative that you have to make that choice every day to say thank you and to mean it with your actions and to mean it with your heart, right? Because God can truly see our hearts. But when you're a believer, even when you feel like, oh, everything's going wrong, you can't think of anything to be grateful for, we always have something to be grateful for. The gospel, eternal life, salvation, Jesus dying on the cross, like those are things to be thankful for because there are people on this earth that are not going to have eternal life because they chose to reject Yeshua. So let that be some encouragement for you guys. Um, If you're a believer and you're going through something, just turn to the gospel and be grateful for the gospel. And I promise you, once you start thinking about how grateful you are for the gospel, then everything else will start to flow and you'll realize, okay, wow, I have a lot to be grateful for. Because once you start thinking about that, it's like your whole attitude changes, literally. That's why being grateful and counting your blessings will shift your attitude. Because it's like, think about it you guys the society that we live in right it's like everyone is coveting you know and we know in the bible that coveting is a sin uh coveting is just like looking at what somebody else has and saying oh i want that oh i want that you know and the bible is so specific as well that it even tells you that you know specific things we shouldn't covet you know don't covet your uh your your neighbor's wife you know so don't look at someone else's Um, spouse and say, wow, I wish my spouse was like that or, you know, because that can lead to worse things, you know, like adultery, you know, you want your husband to be like this man so much that you end up, you know, being enticed. And we know that it's us that causes ourselves to be tempted. Right. Um, Let me actually pull up that scripture that wasn't in my notes. This happens all the time. Hold on. I know it's in James. So right here. So it says, this is James 1.14. It says, 
But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. So, and then verse 16, do not be, do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. So, yeah, it's, it's us. We're the problem. We're the sinful creatures. It's not God. So, yeah. Um, all right, so that will lead me into some verses that talk about um, Thanksgiving and the attitude that we should have as believers. Um, so this is First Thessalonians 5, um, verse 18. Um, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So it is the will of God for us to be in joy always to continue to pray and to give thanks in all circumstances. So that means everything, (laughs) whatever you're going through, always giving thanks. Then um, I also have Colossians four verse two. Um, It says, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. So again, we see the theme of um, giving thanks and being grateful Um, and letting that be an ongoing thing. Um, Not just situational, you know, where you finally get what you want. And that's when you get on your knees and you thank God. No, you need to get on your knees and you need to thank God every day. So just having gratitude and small things like that, like, Lord, thank you for waking me up this morning can really change your entire attitude. And once again, being thankful for the gospel, being thankful for the fact that you didn't even earn this gift of grace. It's an unmerited gift that was given to us by our Lord because he wants us with him in his kingdom. And he knows we can't get there on our own. There's no way. That's why we're saved. So, yes. Sorry, I wasn't even trying to go into the whole gospel thing, but this just, it's like you can't talk about God without talking about the gospel. And yeah, this is just way off my notes, but you know, Like the word says, the heart of the man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. So I have my notes planned out, but then the Lord is like, uh, you're going to talk about this for a little bit. So that's okay. Praise the Lord. So, okay. So now I'm going to point us (laughs) to the story of Hannah and Samuel. Okay. So this story takes place in the beginning of the book of first Samuel. Um, I'm not even, I'm not going to go in detail and like read a whole bunch of verses from it because I want y'all to go read it because it's actually so good. It is really, really good. So, okay, basically, I'm going to start off with the characters that are in this particular passage. If you want to go back and read it yourself, um, you'll want to read 1 Samuel uh, chapter 1 to chapter 2, verse 11. That's kind of where it ends. And then it goes on to other people. Um, But yeah, so... These are our characters right now. So we have Hannah, which is our main character right now, our main lady. Um, she is one of the two wives to Elkanah, which is her husband. Uh, she's barren, and her desire is a son. And then we have the second wife of Elkanah. Uh, her name is, I don't know if I'm going to say it right, but it, it's uh, Penina, I believe, or Penina. Um, she has children, okay? And she's also super mean to Hannah. Um, And then we have Elkanah, which is the husband and father of uh, the children. Then we also have uh, Eli, who is the high priest at the time. 
He also had two sons that were chief priests. So I know you guys probably heard me say Hannah is one of the two wives and you're like, oop. Yeah. So <laughs> let me explain that really quick. So in Hebrew history, a man, you know, with more than one wife, more often than not had two wives, you know, because one wife isn't able to produce the hair. Um, and that's very important. Um, so that's why he had to go get a second wife because Hannah was barren. So, you know, that hair needs to continue. That heritage needs to continue on, which can only be done if the wife is able to produce children. So that's a little background on that. So now we're going to kind of set the setting right now. And I'm explaining it like this because I kind of want you guys to... I don't want it to be confusing when I'm explaining it. So that way you guys can maybe like picture some of it a little bit. So this is the setting. So they went up to Shiloh, um, which is where Elkanah was making his yearly sacrifice. So they're going up every year. They go and they make a sacrifice. Um, With that sacrifice, he would give um, a portion to both of his wives. So he would give a... Penina, I don't even know if I'm saying her name right. Penina a portion, and then he would give Hannah a double portion. And this is uh, directly from the verse, from the Word of God, and it says, um, Elkanah would give Hannah, oh, sorry, I'm not quoting it just yet, but Elkanah would give Hannah a double portion because, quote, he loved her though the Lord had closed her womb, end quote. So, obviously knowing that like just imagine like how that would make the other wife feel right like being like wow I'm the one that's giving you children and but this girl over here hasn't given you no children you're giving her a double portion so the word of God also says that you know uh Penina would always make fun of her and she would always provoke her and I can only imagine you know how this must have made Hannah feel because in verse 7 it says So it went on year by year. As often as she went up to the house of the Lord, she used to provoke her. Therefore, Hannah wept and would not eat. So we see that this was an ongoing thing for her and Hannah. It was an ongoing thing for her to be taunted and provoked by Hannah due to her barrenness. So, you know, Hannah was so hurt. She's probably feeling very defeated about everything that she couldn't even eat, you know. Um, So feeling so down in her spirit she went and she prayed and that's when she made the Nazarite vow so this is verse 11 and it says and she vowed a vow and said O Lord of hosts if you will indeed look on the affliction of your servant and remember me and not forget your servant but will give to your servant a son then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall touch his head so This clicked for me. This is when I was reading this, it automatically made me think of Paul and the Nazarite vow in number six, because I knew once I read no razor shall touch his head, I said, that's a vow that she's making onto the Lord. So to explain the Nazarite vow a little bit more, um, it's a vow that's taken by individuals who have voluntarily, voluntarily, sorry, dedicated themselves to God. Um, This is, like I said, voluntary. So, um, it's their choice. Um, they decide, you know, how long it's going to be. And this vow actually comes from, from the Hebrew word Nazir, which means to be separated. Um, and I encourage you guys to go read number six, a uh, numbers chapter six, 
uh, verses 1 through 21. It uh, describes the vow more in detail as well. Um, But yeah, so it's voluntary. It can be done by either men or women. Um, Usually there's a a specific time frame. Um, It's usually not long. It's a few months. Um, And then it will have specific requirements and restrictions, such as like they can't eat um, anything made from grapes. Um, And then once, you know, you've reached the end of the vow, then the sacrifice is offered, which is the hair. So they would cut the hair and then they would give it to the priest as um, an offering. So it's, it's very, it's so dope. Like just learning about all that stuff, you guys. So I definitely recommend. Okay. But what's special about this though, is that Hannah made that vow for life. Okay. Like for Samuel for life. So like I stated earlier, they're usually, you know, a few months. That's why in Acts uh, chapter 18, Paul, he cut his hair before he left. I forgot where he's, where he's going. I could look, but you know, before he went to, um, the other city, that's when his vow was over. So yeah. Okay. So moving on, uh, throughout the story. So, um, as Hannah's praying, Eli, the high priest, you know, is there cause he's a high priest and he sees Hannah and he actually assumes that she is drunk because She's not praying out loud, you know, um, uh, to where the high priest can hear her voice. She's praying in her heart, but her lips are moving. So the high priest goes up to Hannah and basically tells her to get lost because, you know, and start kicking some rocks because he's like, what's going on here? Like, you cannot be drunk up in here, you know? And Hannah responds and says, I'm a woman troubled in my spirit. Um, She also says, I have been pouring out my soul before the Lord, you know? And so the high priest goes, um, um, actually, I'm going to read verse 16. So um, this is Hannah talking uh, to the high priest. She says, "Um, do not regard your servant as a worthless woman for all along. I've been speaking out of my great anxiety. So remember that. Remember this. I have been speaking out of my great anxiety, this is Hannah talking, and vexation. Then Eli answered, go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition that you have made to him. Verse 18, and she said, let your servant find favor in your eyes. Then the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. So that was really beautiful to me. You know, how she went and she prayed. She poured out her heart to the Lord. She poured out her spirit onto the Lord and she left. She got up, not the same way that she kneeled down. She left no longer sad. She left in joy because she had given her worries onto the Lord. That's why God says, cast your worries onto me. You know, to give your burdens to him because he cares for us, right? And we see that in this scripture that once she really laid it all at the cross, she really laid it all down and said, Lord, I will give this child to you. Please just give me a son. You know, and she's crying out to him. The Lord hears this and she leaves feeling lighter. Her burden is light. And that's exactly what Yeshua says as well. Um, He says this in Matthew uh, 11, verse 28, I believe. That's not in my notes, so I have to, like, double check. Okay, 
Yes. So it says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. This is verse 29 as well now. So take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Verse 30 says, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We see this right here. Hannah is showing us what it feels like, what it looks like when you truly give your burdens onto the Lord. Um, and another thing, too, that I found interesting is that, um, and I post about this as well um, on the podcast Instagram, is that, um, you know, Hannah, you know, was probably thinking, okay, what is the reason for this curse? Because back then, when you're not able to have a child, you know, it's a curse. It's an embarrassment. You know, you're you're not viewed as a true woman if you can't, you know, give birth. And I know that sounds harsh and that sounds, you know, really sad um, because some women, it's just very difficult because of, you know, like I stated earlier, infertility and things like that. Um, but still, they didn't care back then. They said, no, we infertility. We no, I that's a curse, you know, um, and it is sad, but that's really, you know, what she was going through. So she's probably thinking to herself, like, what sin have I committed that, you know, that I've done? Like, and this is my punishment. Um, or there's the, you know, the good side of it where it's like, okay, there's a reason why my womb is closed right now. So yeah, those were just, that, I just found that interesting. Um, just learning about, you know, the culture back then and how women were viewed and just kind of comparing it to our culture now, like, because that's not how it is now. Like, people get, you know, abortions, like, all the time. Um, children aren't viewed as blessings, really, anymore. Um, they're viewed as burdens. Um, it's just it's just crazy seeing how, like, society has, like, flipped, you know? Um, their, their values and the ideologies, they just are so far away from the biblical truth. They're so far away from God that it's it's crazy and you don't even notice this until you read the word of God and you see the values that the women had and the men had and uh you know the families had the people had in general back then and you compare it to now and you're like oh no what is going on like why why is this happening um but yeah so moving on so verse 19 says um they rose early in the morning. So this is after Hannah has gotten up now. She's done praying. So, you know, she goes back. Um, they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord. So notice how she's still barren, right? Still hasn't given birth to her son, but she's worshiping the Lord still. So she's in dis you know, she's no longer in distress. So I'm not going to say that. I don't want to say that she's in distress because she's actually not. She's in joy, right? From what we just read that she got up and she didn't feel the same she there was no sadness in her um but you can imagine still you know she she still doesn't have a child yet but she's still worshiping the lord during her trials she's not sulking down in sadness but she's worshiping him through the weight you know um so yeah so then they went back to their house at rama and Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Um, 
And verse 20, And in due time Hannah conceived and bore a son. And she called his name Samuel, for she said, I have asked for him from the Lord. Amen. I just love that. Um, Okay, so two things. One is um, in verse 19 where it says, And Elkanah knew Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her. That means that they engaged in intercourse. So when it says he knew her, it means in that manner, like um, they engaged in intercourse. And then we see, and the Lord remembered her. So the Lord remembered her prayer, opened up her womb. And in due time, she conceived. In due time, she conceived and bore a son, just like what she wanted. And she called him Samuel, for she said, I've asked for him from the Lord. So, yeah, it's just amazing. So, like I said, like this story just really blessed me because I'm seeing the faithfulness of God. Um, I'm also seeing the steadfast, you know, faith of a true believer of God um, and seeing how, you know, prayer is important, how being grateful is important. Now, um, right after Hannah gets her answered prayer, her son Samuel, um, we see in chapter two, right away, chapter two starts with Hannah's prayer. So she gives birth. Um, she prays to ask, she worships, she receives, um, her answered prayer and she still continues to pray and give thanks unto the Lord. So I'm not going to read, um, the full, her full prayer. I'm just going to read certain verses that really just stood out to me. Um, again, I encourage you guys to please, please, please read this story. Um, it's again, it's first Samuel chapter one to, chapter 2 verse 11 so this is her uh prayer here so it says actually you know what i am gonna read the whole thing because it's just so good okay and hannah prayed and said my heart exults in the lord my horn is exalted in the lord my mouth derides my enemies because i rejoice in your salvation there is none holy like the lord for there is none besides you there is no rock like our god Talk no more so very proudly. Let not arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the feeble bind on strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread, but those who were hungry have ceased to hunger. The barren has borne seven, but she who has many children is forlorn forlorn sorry (laughs) the lord kills and brings to life he brings down to sheol and raises up the lord makes poor and makes rich he brings low and he exalts he raises up the poor from the dust he lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes and inherit a seat of honor for the pillars of the earth are the lord's and on them he has set the world he will guard the feet of his faithful ones but the wicked shall be caught off in darkness for not by might shall a man prevail the adversaries of the lord shall be broken to pieces against them he will thunder in heaven the lord will judge the ends of the earth and he will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed then elkanah went home to ramah and the boy was ministering to the lord in the presence of eli the priest amen so yeah you know i love reading hannah's prayer um a few verses that stood out to me. So those first uh, two verses, yep, 
Or no, that's actually just still verse one. So verse one, my heart exalts in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth derides my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. So when I read this, I wanted to kind of like look up the difference between exalt. So exalt, E-X-E-X-U-L-T, and then exalt, E-X-A-L-T. So to exalt with the U is to rejoice. Exalt is to elevate by praise. So there's this metaphor here that, uh, sorry, there's this metaphor here, um, about the exalted horn. Um, and this, you know, comes from an image of a bull lifting up its horns after winning a battle. So when Hannah says my horn is exalted in the Lord, she is, you know, elevating by praise and lifting up her, her horns in victory in the Lord though, you know? And then her prayer goes on and we see that she's thankful and she just, she describes the Lord's character and how there is none as holy as him. And throughout the prayer, something that really stood out to me is how she really talks about God's character, but how she really highlights how he has unlimited power. He's able to do anything. Okay. Our God is omnipotent. We know that, right? So she says the Lord kills and brings to life. He brings down to Sheol and raises up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and he exalts. So God has the power to do anything that he pleases, right? This is his world and we're just living in it, really. So I just love that, how she's really showing um, how powerful God is, you know, and how he has the power to do anything, you know, so to never feel defeated because we have a God that can work miracles. We have a God, we serve a God that literally is the king of this universe. He created this universe. He spoke it and it, and it came to pass. You know, that's the God that we serve. I think sometimes we become, um, you know, ungrateful or we don't feel, uh, like good enough or, you know, just feeling down in your spirit. But when you refocus and you realize who you serve and you realize you are a child of God, you're a child of the King of the universe, that will shift your thinking. So being grateful and just knowing your identity in Christ, yep, it will change some things. So another thing that I noticed when I was reading this is it reminded me of Philippians um, chapter four, verse six. So it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So we see that connection because Eli, he says in verse 17 of chapter one of first Samuel, he says, then Eli answered, go in peace. And the God of Israel grant your petition that you have made to him. And we know that in verse 16, like, this is why I was telling you guys to just keep this in mind. Hannah says, for all along, I've been speaking out of my great anxiety. And we see in Philippians 4, 6, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And we see that lived out here. I just love when scripture like connects like this, where it tells you what to do and then you see an example of someone doing it and the outcome. So it goes to show you that God's word is, is true. Um, 
So that goes to say, how can we overcome, you know, a, a broken spirit or a bad attitude by prayer and gratitude? Because we serve a God that loves us. We serve a God that is just mighty and powerful. We serve a God that has mercy on souls. We serve a God that wants everyone to come to repentance. And all we have to do is trust in him. And it's hard to give up and to just say, you know, throw your hands up and surrender and say, Lord, I'm done. But I promise you guys, when you finally do that and you say, you know what, I'm done. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I don't want to deal with this burden anymore, Lord. It's too heavy. It's too much. I can't deal with it. And when you truly let it go, and I say truly because you have to truly let it go because there have been times myself where I'm like, Lord, I'm done, but I'm still holding on to the burden. I'm still literally carrying the backpack. And God's like, okay, you say you're done, but I can still see the backpack on your back. Like you need to give it to me. (laughs) You know, like we have the free will, but we have to take those steps, you know? We have to open that door or not. No, we don't even really have to open the door. We have to knock and he'll open the door, but we have to make those first steps and we have to surrender and we have to give it up to him. Um, so yes, that's all that I have for you guys today. Okay. Um, I hope that this is encouragement and I'm, and I hope that, you know, no matter what you're going through right now, that you remember who God is, that you remember the God that you serve. Um, And I just want to leave us with this verse right here. This is Psalm 107, verse 1. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. If you don't have anything, just know that you have God's love and you have the gospel. And those, those are the two things that you need because we know everything on this earth will surely pass away, but God's word will never pass away. It will endure forever, just like his love. So I I love you guys. I thank you guys so much for tuning in. I pray that this blesses somebody. I pray, Lord, that this will touch somebody somewhere that just really needs that little push. And yeah, so just thank you so much, guys. So, um, you know, this was the second episode for uh, the month of November, uh, which is awesome. So... Next episode will be coming out in December. So, yeah. So, just don't forget to subscribe. Um, however you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe so you know when you get when there's a new episode. Um, I upload. I I upload. I upload new episodes um, at least twice a month. So, and they can be streamed on you know Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, whatever. Um, another thing, please follow the podcast. <laughs> Why am I like? British right now. Like I'm not understanding. Um, please follow the podcast on Instagram at daughters of a king podcast. And also you can follow it on TikTok, but I don't even really post on TikTok to be honest. Cause I don't, I'm just shy. I don't want anyone looking at me. So, <laughs> but yeah, you can follow it, uh, follow the podcast on TikTok as well. It's D D O A K podcast. Um, but I definitely recommend following the Instagram, to be honest. It's an important step because I post, um, you know, interactive polls. Um, I'm just dedicated to making sure that I'm talking about things that y'all actually want to hear. So if you ever have suggestions or something that you want to hear about, then please just message me on Instagram. Again, it's Daughters of a King podcast. Or you can email 
at daughters of a king podcast at gmail.com um and then of course i love praying for y'all so please let me know if you guys have prayer requests um but that's it that's all i have for you guys so i pray that the lord blesses you guys this week and i just i love you guys so much thank you so much for everything and bless you guys bye